Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, world, and welcome into episode two of Trust the Tape. Episode two for this season. Episode three million overall. Excited to reach that number. I'm Jeff Kavanaugh at JC1053. You can hear me on 105.3 The Fan in DFW. Uh, writing stuff for the Athletic DFW and doing this podcast. This is Trust the Tape Podcast. Is that all I do? This is Dane Brugler at DP Brugler. You can see him on DallasCowboys.com. Sometimes you'll hear him on 105.3 The Fan. And now the what's your title with the Athletic? Lead Draft Boss Champion. Uh, yeah, the verbatim. That's college it. football draft champion of America and the world, Dane Brugler. Hello. I'll take it. Hey, it, we finally have football to talk about. Actual yes. football that was played and that counts. I created a Dr. Seuss rhyme for the first thing that I'd like to talk about here. <laughs> okay. We are here, and so is Will Greer. There the go. great Will Greer is going to win the Heisman. Uh, he was my guy a year ago when I just randomly watched one game he played, and I said, yep, that's my guy. And he's been my guy ever since. And now we're going to win the Heisman, so we're excited about that. We're going to lead West Virginia to second place in the Big 12. That's mm. going to be fun. OU's going to kick our butt. But uh, excited for Will Greer. I am upset that he cut his hair because I think that was part of the Heisman campaign, and I think that was a bad move. I think the long hair would have helped. But Will Greer, uh, he tore it up, and West Virginia tore it up. And that is take number one from Jeffrey. When you say that he's your guy, as a pro prospect, as a college player, uh, you know what? Specify a little bit. I reserve the right to change my mind Okay. when the draft process gets underway for me, which it's not at this point. But just watching guys play football, like Jarrett Stidham. Okay. Played a lot tougher defense than Will Greer did. You don't know anything about that Tennessee defense, Dane. They could be great. We shouldn't be ranking people yet. Okay. 25 of 34 for 429 and five touchdowns. That's what my guy did out there. Oh, and not to take anything away from him, because you know, he was fantastic. And that he's a perfect fit for Coach Holgerson in that West Virginia offense. He's got plenty of weapons at his disposal. Uh, you know, David Sills and uh, Gary Jennings. The offensive line uh, played fairly well. Uh, Kajust is a senior left tackle who is going to be drafted uh, at least in the mid-rounds, if not higher, depending on how he plays this year and in the pre-draft process. So that West Virginia uh, team is loaded on offense. Some questions on defense, but uh, they played uh, pretty well in a neutral site game against Tennessee. A Tennessee team that's pretty down right now, but still, it's good to see. When you look at the Big 12, I, I mean, who's going... I mean, the Big 12 always has a few weird games every year, but... You know, you could always, Iowa State could knock off uh, West Virginia. You know, we could always see something like that. But not this year, Dane. Oklahoma, We're on the campaign trail, baby. Oklahoma, West Virginia clearly looked like the top two teams, uh, in my opinion. Uh, with TCU, you know, they have a fighting chance, but West Virginia, Oklahoma, and that's what we thought last week going in. 
mentioned how uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia play in the final game of the season. Could be a rematch a week later in the Big 12 championship game. But, uh, yeah, good first week for uh, Greer and his Mountaineers. Yeah, and Lincoln Riley proved that it doesn't matter who plays quarterbacks. The great Lincoln Riley is going to take care of it. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Baker Mayfield, the great Baker Mayfield. Pro football. Number uh, one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. Pro football Hall of Famer hmm. in 2039, Baker oh. Mayfield. But uh, Lincoln Riley's freaking awesome. And it I, like he's going to lose. Kyler Murray's going to play one year of football for Oklahoma. They're going to go to the playoff. That's going to happen. And then there's going to be somebody whose name I don't know yet. And the Oklahoma offense is still going to be awesome because Lincoln Riley is a freaking beast. Yeah, he really is. If you're uh, if you're an NFL fan and your team's not any good, and you want to fire your coach. Lincoln Riley's my guy. Well, that's, if I'm Oklahoma fan, I'm a little worried he's too good. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma. Not to take anything away from the Sooners, they're they're a blue a blue blood in, a blood in uh, college football, but. You know, Lincoln Riley is going to have plenty of suitors out there with a blank check saying, whatever you need, whatever you want, we'll give it to you. Uh, what he did, I mean, and again, yes, it was FAU, uh, and I thought FAU was going to play a lot better than they did. I still think they have a chance to be a 10-win, se- uh, 10-win team this year, which tells you a lot about how good Oklahoma was in that opener. It wasn't even close from the get-go. Uh, they just put their foot on the pedal and didn't let up. Uh, Kyler Murray, how, he... How, he didn't even play the f- whole first half. He, yeah, he got taken out. Uh, this is the, the time that I turned the game off as well. When I saw Kyler wasn't out there on offense, it was probably thirty something to zero. Yeah, uh, Rodney second, Anderson was terrific. Quarter. Yeah, and that whole offense, it's gonna be tough to slow down. So it's, I, I mean, again, same thing we said about West Virginia and Iowa State could upset them. A TCU always plays Oklahoma tough. Texas, as and we'll get to them in a second, but the Red River, uh, River shootout's always kind of a toss-up game. Uh, you throw the records out in that one. So we'll see how Oklahoma, Oklahoma does down the Big 12 stretch, but I don't know. It, it's hard to see a team knocking off uh, Oklahoma on that schedule. They've got UCLA this week. UCLA's not going to beat them. So. FAU got their butts kicked by OU, but there is uh, there was one player on that team that you need to tell me when he's going to be drafted because that runner, Devin Singletary? Oh, yeah. Holy cow, he looked awesome. Now, he's not a big guy, but he is an explosive dude, a powerful dude, fast, quick. Oh, he's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mentioned how last week led the nation in touchdowns uh, a year ago, 32. Uh, in my way too early running back rankings, just based on summer study, uh, my draft-eligible juniors, I've got Rodney Anderson, one, and then I've got... The next three guys, really the next four guys, all on a similar plane, and that's David Montgomery, Justice Hill, and Devin Singletary. Uh, and I throw Zach Moss in there from Utah, uh, a, a guy that people need to know. But Singletary is right so in So that there. was maybe a top 50 pick out there. Possibly, absolutely. I mean, I, I think Rodney Anderson, depending on it, – it might come down to the medicals for him. I think he's built more better for the NFL. But Singletary, probably 5'9", a little bit over 200 pounds – he, he can be a dynamic player. Uh, the lack of a quarterback, a consistent quarterback play, really got to FAU against Oklahoma. But Singletary, he, he's the real deal. Next college football headline worth talking about. Uh, I got a two-pack from the Alabama game. Alabama beat the brakes off Louisville. Yeah. Life gets harder when you don't have Lamar Jackson. Uh, and two things happened. One, the Alabama quarterback deal... Nick Saban doesn't like being asked about it. Nick Saban's a jerk if you ask him about it. Hmm. And it's also very clear who's the better player. Oh, yeah. To a T, the savior of the national title game last year is the dude. Like, that's the get the ball down the field guy. He's got the size, he's got the arm. 
if you're Jalen Hurts right now, what is your what are you clinging to? I'm a good leader that can kind of run around a little bit and like you're just there. Yeah. Like, and then Nick Saban Nick Saban is such a freaking jerk. He's such a jerk. And all of the well, not all of, but a lot of the great coaches for some reason turn into jerks once they become great coaches. Bill Belichick's a jerk. Popovich, I think people understand, is a nice person, but he's a, he's jerk. a jerk to the media. I can't stand he's an Popovich. absolute jerk. Uh, locally here, Rick Carlisle is a jerk, sure. and people think he's a great coach. Bill some, Belichick, some of it's arrogance. Jerk. Some of it's just just uh, if you're awesome, why do you have to be a jerk? A lot of, a lot of those guys don't have the self awareness to really understand. Uh, and look, I, I, there's a lot of gotcha journalism out there, and so I think they're really guarded against that, but. I don't know. Uh, Maria Taylor, I don't think she was trying to be a gotcha journalist in that hey, situation. Hey, coach, your quarterbacks both played football. What did we learn? Right. What do you I, think? I, he's just, he, he's very thin-skinned in the media for some reason. And, and whatever, it is it is what it is. He's a tremendous football coach, and he's got a great team. And he was the best quarterback he's had since he got to Alabama. I mean, he's that good. He's awesome. If I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm just, you know, with the way Tua runs around, I'm, there's a chance he could get injured, chance I could uh, be, you know, come in. Uh, and save the day if that happens. But yeah, there's no question who as long uh, as by the save better the quarterback day, you, is. You mean hand the ball off and uh, let the defense win the game? I mean, Tua. Got I him. want Tua T is going to change Alabama football, Dane. Oh yeah, this gonna, is my guy. We're going to start scoring points. Was, yeah, they're going to beat teams instead of it. You know, twenty-one to three. It's going to be forty-one to three. You know, yeah. I mean, they're going to put up points. There's no question. But that doesn't appeal to Nick Saban somehow. Yeah, well, I think part of him is like, wait a minute, if we keep throwing the ball real far and scoring <laughs> points, that might lead to an interception one day. Yeah, we can't do this. Well, he's just been so he's been conditioned one way. You know, defense wins and ball control and offense. And hey, it's if he's got a quarterback. I mean, it's been funny how Alabama has much of they've recruited at a high level. They haven't got that big time quarterback, and they finally got it with Tua. So uh, yeah, he's talk about the Heisman. I mean, Tua as long Alabama. With that schedule, you know, they don't play Georgia during the regular season. Until they get to Auburn, hard to see a team upsetting Alabama. So, Tua, as long as he doesn't, you know, make mistakes, uh, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be right there at the forefront of the Heisman conversation. Uh, Deontay Thompson, safety for Alabama, looked like the real deal. Uh, He was, he, it was his third start on uh, Saturday night, only his third start, and he was the most experienced returner in that secondary. So, the Alabama secondary, a lot of new faces. Deontay Thompson looked like uh, one of the best safeties in the nation. If he keeps this up, uh, you can pencil him in the first round. I saw Patrick Sertain the second. I remember that name. True freshman, yeah. Is, is his dad the yeah. former Dolphin? Make you feel old. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it surely does. <laughs> we are old. Um, so if you're, so here's my gut. Here's my gut on what Nick Saban's doing. I just want to throw this out to you. What Nick Saban is doing is because he knows that Tua runs around. He knows he might get hurt. Mm. So he's going to pretend that these quarterbacks are close and let them both play because he can win football games and do it just to, and this is Nick Saban's being selfish, but it makes sense. He just doesn't want a guy to transfer that might have to win him the national title if somebody else gets hurt. Oh, I don't blame him. I mean, just keep him playing. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, we love them both. They're both great when it's clearly not close, but our team's good enough that we can pretend it's close and we can trick Jalen Hurts into staying here in case I need him to win a national title. Well, there's no such thing as having too much quarterback insurance. And, you know, that's what Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts led Alabama to the national uh, championship game last year. 
I mean, he didn't win it for him. That was Tua, but it, he led him to the game, and you can't be a bad quarterback and do that. Now, is he a really good quarterback? No. Is he as talented as Tua? No. But he's been there, done that, and we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, you know, for, for all we know, maybe Jalen Hurts likes Alabama. You know, maybe he likes uh, the situation. It's not ideal, but you know, maybe he he likes the infrastructure of the of the program, the coaches, his teammates. And he wants to stick it out. And, you know, there might be a shot for him to get back on the field. And we'll see after the season. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because I don't really see Alabama being tested uh, between now and probably Auburn. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, interesting. I mean, LSU looked good. Uh, we can talk about them next. Uh, how disappointing were these primetime games, though? Uh, I mean, I mentioned uh, LSU-Miami. That wasn't close. The Alabama-Louisville game, although that was expected, uh, last night with uh, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and then Michigan Notre Dame. Uh, really, the primetime games all disappointed. Yeah, and I think this also helps to illustrate the why do we insist on having rankings before we start playing football, which is just so dumb. But all for TV, right? And I get it because I mean, I do radio. So it's like, hey, yeah. here's week one of the college football season. Which games do we want to watch? Well, holy cow, number nine and number six are playing each other. Right. Number 25 and number eight are playing each other. But then LSU-Miami, which was 25 versus eight, LSU being the number 25, that game was a mismatch. Yeah. Number 25 beat the brakes off number eight. So LSU those, finally has a quarterback. Those numbers aren't accurate. They don't matter. They mean nothing. But no. somebody has to guess at how good teams are going to be. And you're going to err on the side of uh, schools that you've heard of. Shout out to Texas being number 23 for no reason. Uh, and and this, is, this is just what we do. We're going to build it up. The problem is, is that now, because you have human beings who decide who goes to the playoff, here's the reason I don't like rankings early. Somebody's going to say, if LSU is relevant in that conversation, they say, well, they had a top 10 win to start the season. Somebody's going to be like, well, Miami's not ranked now. And they're going to be like, right, but at the time it was a top 10 win, and that's a big win. Well, no, maybe it's not. Maybe it's yeah. a nothing win. Yeah, no. Maybe Miami's going to win six games. And, and that is tough because I mean we're human beings. We're it's hard just to overlook that. You know, it's hard to overlook what they were ranked, uh, whether it's AP poll or, or whatever poll you're looking at. Um, you would hope that because the, there are human beings deliberating and choosing who who does what, that by the time November comes, we know what Miami is. Miami might be the second best team in the ACC. Uh, behind Clemson, which, by the way, if that's true, I mean... Then Clemson's going to win the ACC very yeah, easily. Pretty pretty easily. I mean, pretty easy road. Um, but it, so you, with not having the college football rankings out until uh, October, uh, in early November, you know, it's hopefully it's something where those that group uh, of, of people are smart enough to understand that preseason rankings and what they were in week one really don't, tell the tale of uh, you know, who they are, but you know, you're humans. It's hard to totally just disregard those numbers and, and kind of what we've been conditioned to think based on the whole summer and uh, lead up to the college football season. So LSU destroys Miami, and their new quarterback is Joe Burrow. Now, that's he was an Ohio State transfer, right? Yeah, he was. he's at Ohio State the last three years, uh, and then when Dwayne Haskins won the job, which – I said Dwayne Haskins might be one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country. Oh, I know it's Oregon State, but man, that guy is extremely talented. I, I cannot wait to see him against TCU in two weeks. Uh, but after he won the job, uh, Haskins Burrow left. Uh, this is back in May, 
transferred to LSU and pretty quickly picked up the offense, picked up the respect of uh, his teammates and uh, took control of that team. And I mean, we saw it against Miami. He was he was calling audibles. Uh, that long run Brissett had. I mean, that was a nice call by him to recognize where the blitz is coming from. Uh, call uh, change the the play at the line of scrimmage, uh, and it was a big play for the offense. This is the first time I think you feel good about an LSU quarterback who not only has the talent to to push the ball downfield, move the sticks, but he's not going to make that big mistake either. Uh, and so LSU still plenty of questions on that team. The defense. They're nasty in areas. Rashad Lawrence uh, up front, number 90, is outstanding. Devin White, number 40, the linebacker, might be one of the best uh, def- defensive players in the country, one of the best linebackers. In the secondary, they're loaded with athletes. So uh, LSU is going to be an interesting team moving forward. Uh, they've got some guys on the offensive line. We'll see how Burrow, how he continues to progress throughout the season, uh, if he can really develop into being more than just a caretaker of a quarterback and be little more dynamic as a downfield passer okay as we continue to jump around college football why do people schedule appalachian state (laughs) as their week one opponent if you're a power five school it's dangerous business guys penn state needed overtime first they needed to score very late to tie it up then needed overtime to beat appalachian state if you are a power five school if you're a big 10 school leave them alone that is, that is not yeah. the free check. That that's not the free win that you want. Don't there, write there, the check to App State. There are a couple teams: North Dakota State, uh, Appalachian State's on that on that list. At least Appalachian State's a, a, an FBS team now. They're they're in the Sun Belt. They've got some athletes though, uh, both sides of the ball. Their but, quarterback threw for two seventy, two scores, one yeah. pick. And their quarterback, we did, that was one of the big questions at App State going into the year was uh, you know having to replace uh, Taylor Lamb at quarterback. Who was going to be the guy and was going to be able to give them a shot? And yeah, he he was more than up to the task. He uh, he did a nice job. And Penn State, uh, the game was in uh, Happy Valley uh, in front of the home crowd. And just leave App State alone, guys. Penn, Penn State's good. Uh, I mean, Trace McSorley. I mean, forget him. I'm not high on him as a pro prospect, but as a college quarterback, I mean, he's outstanding. Uh, the Baker Mayfield comparisons are going to be out there, and they're not totally wrong it, just that gutsy competitor uh the will to win make things happen he, he has that uh miles sanders he's not saquon barkley but he's just a notch below uh, there's a lot to like about the run game Jawan johnson's a big time uh wide receiver i think they do have some questions on defense uh, especially the defensive line they've got some new corners that are trying to gel but uh overall penn state i mean they're gonna be uh in that mix to win the big 10 this year okay we didn't talk about uh top 10 matchup speaking of rankings that don't best, matter yeah best matchup of the weekend these guys might actually deserve their ranking maybe both of them but yeah. so jared stidham's auburn tigers get the w over jake browning's washington huskies which if nothing else it's always fun to have a game where you realize that both quarterbacks are competent because that can be rare in sports but just going into it, knowing you were going to have Jarrett Stidham, who highly touted guy in terms of NFL prospects, right? Yeah, he was number 13 on my, on my early draft board. Against Jake Browning, whose prospects probably aren't as good because of the tools. Kellen Moore 2.0. But he does a lot of winning and a lot of pretty good numbers when it comes to college football. And yeah. Auburn getting a W there, that's a pretty good start to the season for them. Yeah, and I, I went with Auburn. Uh, I picked Auburn to win this game for three reasons. The Auburn defensive line, which was nasty in this game. They got after Browning. Um, and the I thought they had a better quarterback with Stidham. Although, I mean, Browning played well. He was gutsy. Uh, and then the home field advantage with the game being in Atlanta. But credit to Washington. Uh, it, it looked early on like Auburn might 
kind of pull away. Uh, that Stidham touchdown pass in the first quarter was exactly why he's so highly thought of. Uh, that little uh, stop and go red zone pattern where he put the ball exactly where he needed to. The defender had no shot. Uh, my big worry with Stidham uh, is his reaction to pressure, and that's something we saw in this game. Uh, I mentioned Auburn's defensive line. Credit Washington's defensive line. They got after it as well. Uh, they really beat up a shaky Auburn offensive line. And so, Washington that has what they had a pretty good D tackle. Not last year. I know Vita Vea, but yeah, did they have one. Great gains. I mean, he's not as just gifted as a Vea or you know one of the. I don't. He's not a first round player, but the guy gets after it. I mean, he understands what he his strengths are. Uh, he's just a bully up front, and so he, he's uh, he definitely had an impact in this one. He he hit Stidham uh, a couple times. Uh, knocked him on the ground. So, I, but like I said, Browning deserves, uh, he deserves credit. Uh, more of a in terms of pro prospect, more like a Kellen Moore type. But he's a gutsy competitor, and he has when he has a chance, when he has time, he can deliver with beautiful touch down the field. And we saw that on several occasions. So uh, Washington. Now the question will be: Is Washington out of it? Are they out of the the, the Final Four picture? Uh, what's this mean for the the Pac twelve? Uh, the Pac-12 didn't really have that great of a weekend. Stanford started off slow. They eventually pulled away from San Diego State. Uh, you know, Arizona lost. USC had trouble with UNLV. Oregon was uh, okay. Justin Herbert had some fantastic throws for Oregon. So we'll have to see. Monitor the Pac-12 moving forward to see how uh, a loss like this early in the season to a really good Auburn team. Uh, might affect their Final Four chances. Well, let's monitor what's going on with Tom Herman at the University of Texas, Dane. Uh... They've lost two years in a row to the Mar- to the Maryland Terrapins, and I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> Are we going to have a QB controversy in Texas? So not if you're Texas. I mean, come on. It, I don't Sam, know. At what point do we just stop saying if you're Texas? You haven't been Texas since Vince Young left. I know it's been ten. It's been over ten years, and that's it's a good point because yeah. It, it's, now what Texas is is a seven win team that's what texas that's texas it's uh, it just doesn't seem right no, it I don't doesn't know. I, 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 there's, there's well right now miami and florida state look bad and as someone who is 34 years old that's not right well yeah and Those usually the powerhouses yeah usually these things are cyclical i mean teams have down years and they bounce back and they get right back into it and we've seen it with several programs uh but yeah with texas it's been it's been a while and you run out of excuses because in that state uh with all the talent there uh, you know, most kids growing up in Texas, they're not going to choose, you know, Texas Tech over Texas. They're not going to choose. Uh, no, they choose OU over Texas. Well, yeah, I mean, OU, LSU, uh, in some cases A and M, but for the most part, Texas can get who they want. And look, this is on this is on Tom Herman. This is year two uh, expectations, and they're kind of look the same. A lot he said of the same this loss was better because his guys like each other. You oh. said they're very close. Great. I mean, so that's different. So, where's the moral victory? They're well, they're still in one, right? They're all besties. They okay. like each other a lot, and they're going to be okay. Put Bouchelle in there, Tom. Let's try something, huh? Let's try. Let's try little Bouchelle. He's got pedigree. So they uh, we got USC coming up in two weeks. That'll be that'll be interesting, just because USC is uh, they're, they got a lot of new faces as well, a lot of question marks. So we'll have two teams, two uh, you know college football elite brands, but not really elite teams right now. All right, and a quick shout out to the University of North Texas as my best friend yeah. Kevin Turner made me uh, flip to that channel about six times total while I was watching other games with 
the good teams. I was, uh, uh, but he made me go to Channel 47 a few times to check in. And North Texas smacking SMU. What a showing for the Mean Green. Their quarterback's a beast. If he wasn't yeah. five foot seven, he might be somebody. I I was on with uh, Ben and Skin last week here in DFW on 105.3, and KT asked me a question about UNT, and I'll be honest, I... I know their quarterback's pretty decent. Uh, Mason Fine, yeah. 40 of 50 for 444 and three scores. I like their wide receiver, their senior wide receiver they have, but after that, I had nothing. I mean, I, but hey, credit to them. UNT has been a dormant program for a long time. Seth Luttrell got that uh, UNT team uh, making a little bit of noise. Uh, and that's enough time on North Texas football. Uh, moving on. By the way, did you, uh, the Michigan Notre Dame game, uh, did you happen to notice the 82 flags in that game? Yeah, I noticed a lot of flags. And what else I noticed in that game is that in my pool, I picked Michigan because I looked at the Great Dane Brewers <laughs> big board and I saw four Michigan defenders yeah. and I didn't see a Notre Dame player. So I was like, okay, Michigan's got better talent. I'm going to pick Michigan here. And then they didn't win. That's what I noticed, Dane. Michigan will probably finish top three in the nation this year in total defense. They have just an outstanding defense. But credit to Notre Dame because Brandon Wimbush showed a little bit of improvement as a downfield he passer. Plays. He did. I mean, some of those throws were a little 50-50-ish, but hey, he completed them. Uh, made some plays. Chase Winovich, one of the names that did not make my top 32. That's my guy, That's my guy by the way. Oh, I, I love him. I he, watched him when I was watching Jamarco Jones last year at Ohio State, mm-hmm. and I thought that... Uh, I thought the Caucasian fellow from Michigan was giving him a lot of trouble. When we get to the draft process, he's not going to test well. He doesn't have great size, great length, but he's the energy that he brings off the off the edge. Uh, his hand tactics that he can stay unattached mid rush. Uh, there's just so much to like about him. Um, I don't think he's a first round player, but hater. I, I'll get him on my team any day. I mean, I'll take him, um, you know, somewhere on day two, and I'll, I'll be very happy with it. So. The Michigan defense will be fine. I, I feel fine. Okay about that. Question just be on offense. Uh, I mean, Shea Patterson I thought looks, he was going to save the program. He's the most talented quarterback that Jim Harbaugh has had at Michigan. I feel confident saying that. But the I thought the play calling didn't really match his strengths. Uh, the off, the offensive line is the real problem at Michigan. Uh, they have not recruited at a high level on the offensive line. They've got you know one or two top guys that uh, are really talented. But as a unit, uh, it's just, just disaster. Uh, Notre Dame kind of had their way. Jerry Tillery up front uh, and the rest of that Notre Dame uh, defensive line. So Michigan, you know, I mean, at what point do we start talking about Harbaugh and whether or not, I mean, they've invested so much in Jim Harbaugh. You can't, I'm sure the buyout's huge. Um, you know, where do you go from here if Harbaugh's not the guy? But if you're Jim Harbaugh, you got to look in the mirror and say, okay, we got to figure this out. And, you know, we look like the same Michigan from a year ago. What's going to change uh, to get this thing moving? Because they've got the Big Ten schedule coming up and uh, with games against Wisconsin, Ohio State, Northwestern, uh, you know, they they cannot afford to be, uh, you know, an eight and five, uh, nine and four type of team. Ten and three, ten and three, eight and five. Yeah. That is Jim Harbaugh's records at Michigan. He has finished third in the Big Ten East, third in the Big Ten East, and fourth in the Big Ten East. And That's not what they brought him to do. Well, I think even more importantly, uh, a lot of losses to Ohio State. I mean, that's if you were going to be the head coach of Michigan, uh, it's almost more important to beat Ohio State than anything else. Uh, obviously, a Big Ten championship would be great. But if you're not beating your rivals, Ohio State, Michigan State, 
you're not winning the conference. So yeah, that it, it's it's something that he needs to get figured out. Um, you know, I Shea Patterson's really talented, but let him use his athleticism a little bit. You know, start give him some different RPOs. Let him, you know, the, Jim Harbaugh's offense is it's a power run with really some West Coast principles mixed in. Oh, so outdated. He just well, he brought a pro style offense to Michigan. I mean, that's what he did, and he just needs to tweak it a little bit to really fit the strengths. I mean, it, and that's what good coaches do. They make adjustments based on the talent that you have on the roster. And Shea Patterson, he's not your prototypical pro style quarterback. I mean, he's a really good athlete. He can make throws on the run. Use that. Yeah, you know, play to his strengths. We'll we'll see if they can make those adjustments. Because uh, if they don't, it's going to be another eight and five season for Michigan. Okay, what did we miss? Did we miss anything? Or are we looking forward now? Well, one thing I mentioned, wanted to mention in that uh, uh, the Auburn-Washington game, Trey Adams, the left tackle, who um, he was the player to watch this week coming back from the ACL injury. He didn't play, right? He was my top-ranked senior going into the year. He did not play, but not because he needs more time to uh, work on the ACL back for the rehab. He had back spasms earlier in the week, and Chris Peterson acknowledged that this could be a long-term issue. And so uh, there's been not only the ACL, but he had an injury the year before. Uh, now back issues, and, and back issues might be the worst uh, injury for, for any player. So this is something we need to monitor moving forward. I, I thought he was a top-10 pick based on uh, ability, the top-ranked senior on my draft board. This is something that could be uh, just really pull him down draft boards, maybe off draft boards if medicals are a long-term concern. So, Trey Adams, we need to monitor this closely. Well, we need him to be okay, Dane, because the NFL has a real problem with offensive line. We need as many as we can get. You ain't lying about that. We don't have five good ones to go around for the NFL. That's very unfortunate. Just the facts. All right, shall we peek forward? Yeah. Shall we take a peek? Yeah, we uh, We really only got one great matchup, don't we? (sighs) Well... Which we ain't talking about? You talking about Clemson? Or? Oh, let me take a peek here. Hold on, let me take a peek here. I had an idea. I saw one. I swear I saw one. Oh, USC Stanford. Nah. No. Nah. USC's. I don't know. They. It's, it's not a bad game. It's probably. It's the best night game. Um. I'm looking forward. Clemson to, A&M. I'm looking forward to Clemson A and M. Okay. Uh. It's a. We'll. We'll see what Clemson. What they're gonna do at quarterback? Trevor Lawrence. Uh. The true freshman. He's a, I think he's better than Kelly Bryant. Um, I think if Clemson's going to do anything in the playoff this year, let Trevor Lawrence get as much playing time as possible. Let him grow up this year before you get that that far into the season because he's gonna he's gonna get you the promised land more than uh, Kelly Bryant is. A and M, the games uh, at A and M, so we know how tough a place that can be uh, to play for opponents. Jimbo Fisher, I mean, they looked good in the opener, but that was against Northwestern State. Uh, Travion Williams, uh, the running back, if if he can run like that, like he did as a true freshman, uh, they're going to have something. So I'm eager to see what A&M can do against Clemson. Uh, Georgia at South Carolina. South Carolina is a good team that I don't think enough people talk about. Um, they're loaded at wide receiver with Debo Samuel uh, and then Brian Edwards, and then uh, Jake Bentley is a competent quarterback. So... Eager to see what uh, South Carolina, if they can keep it close with Georgia. Iowa State at Iowa. Uh, Iowa State, we know what they can do with uh, David Montgomery at running back. They uh, always end up pulling upsets here and there. So being at Iowa, Iowa won this game last year. We'll see what they can do. What do they play for? Do they have a trophy? Probably. Let me check it out. Iowa State, Iowa trophy. Era corn or something like that? This is, oh yeah, they get the Cyhawk Trophy. That's right, yeah. If you win that game, the great Cyhawk Trophy. 
Of course. What? It's named after the team's mascots, Cy the Cardinal and Herky the Hawk. Yeah. That's what the Cyhawk trophy looks like. Oh, it's perfect for a podcast. What is this? It's a a man on one knee proposing to his son with an ear of corn <laughs> while his wife and daughter are looking on. That appears to be what's happening in the Cyhawk series trophy. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Okay. Uh a couple other matchups to watch the early or the early games. Mississippi State at Kansas State. Uh, Mississippi State has some dudes on that defensive line, uh, so that'll be fun to watch go against a pretty good offensive line for Kansas State. And then Arizona at Houston, see what Ed Oliver can do uh, against a really talented uh, quarterback, Khalil Tate, uh, Kevin Sumlin, going back to his old stomping grounds at Houston. Uh, and that could be interesting. Wyoming at Missouri later on. Uh, Wyoming's got that talented defensive line with Granderson and uh, the defensive tackle, uh, who I always mispronounce his name. Uh, Try it. Gufon. Yeah, I think you're on it. Uh, they're going up against Missouri. Uh, Drew Locke, quarterback. He He's the top senior quarterback going into the year. Uh, and really his development this year will tell us, is he a first-round pick? Is he later? We'll see. But uh, he has a chance to be a really good one. So uh, going up against uh, a talented Wyoming defense. We'll see if Kevin someone can have a good year at Houston. Then we'll promote him to Texas. We'll send Tom Herman back to Houston, and everybody will have a great time. Sound fair? Sounds like a good time to me. That we good? You think we're squared away there? I think we're good. Wait, did we? Um, who was your Heisman favorite? Did, did, did that well, change? It's Will Greer. Will Greer. That's your yeah, favorite. It's Will Greer, okay. dude. I saw it. Jonathan Taylor had a good opening week. I feel good about that. Uh, did we do our final four predictions last year or last we week? We did. But we could do them again, and I might pick a different four because I could forget. We went conference by conference, but I don't think we did the final four. Okay. All right. Well, we can um, do it. I, I tweeted this. So in my, Oklahoma. My, boom. The, I, that Oklahoma is the one that – my original final four was Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Wisconsin. But it is hard with Oklahoma and West Virginia playing at the high level they are. Uh, it's hard to envision one of those teams not making it. You know, it is a very they could easily stub their toe. Oklahoma lost to Iowa State last year. You know, it's very easy they easy, could stub their toe. Dang, easy. But, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Scotty. That's what I'm gonna go with. You're going with two okay. SEC schools again because they don't play each other during the season. Yeah, but well, they won't face each other until the championship game. And I think there's a good chance both are undefeated in the SEC championship game. And then at that point... But then at that point, don't other conferences just start quitting college football? They're just like, you know what? If they get two every year, what are we doing? We take four teams, there's five power conferences, two of them go there, what are we doing? The goal is to get the four best teams. I mean, you know, if they're two of those teams come from the same conference, then so be it. If those are the four best, then... Uh, that's that's it. I mean, college football is always going to be... If I'm in the Pac-12, I'm saying, listen, we're blowing up conferences. We're not doing conferences anymore. Everybody just pick 12 teams to play. Or just be better. They're trying their best, man. Yeah. All they can do is play the teams in front of them. Trying their best. That's all they can is do. Is that where we're at? They try their best? Mike Leach tried his best. He drew up some awesome play. <laughs> yeah. Snapping it to the opposite hash and... <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's, that's my guy. Hey, Wyoming kept it close for a while, so yeah, he had till, to do something. Until he got into his bag of tricks. Yeah, he had yeah. to do something to mix it up. That's but. how Mike Leach gets down. Hey, those uh, those Washington State players must be pretty smart. Because, I mean, at a moment's notice, you got to be ready for that. you got to be ready for anything. I mean, Mike Leach has probably got um, so many different packages of plays in that in that playbook. you got to be ready for anything in that offense. Yeah, they were running the big gulp. 
We're running the big gulp. Yeah. See that? Big gulp. Nice. Shout out to Mike Leach. Okay, that'll do it. We love you, Mike Leach. If there's ever any audio of you, just send it to me so we can always play it. I love you. That'll do it for Trust the Tape. Uh, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh, JC1053 on the Twitter. Dane Brugler at DP Brugler. You can also find him on The Athletic, doing all the college football stuff and the NFL draft. He's the champion of draft and college football. And we will be back next week with Trust the Tape. Don't forget the five-star reviews. Even though I got a little off the rails a couple times, still do five-star review for this one, okay? We'll see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.